So first of all, the, the major pro is that everything is auditable. So you can be sure that what's uh, actually running is what you know that's running because you've seen the code and or maybe someone that you trust and is an expert uh, has seen the code and audited it. That gives you like security and trust in the in the mechanism. So I, I don't think that the whole like Bitcoin Web3 revolution could have happened without uh, the code being open source. So, so yeah, privacy doesn't mean that it's not auditable. Doesn't mean that you can you can't completely trace the money like on the exit points, like to exchanges and to banks and stuff like that. Uh, these things are still private. Uh, so just in, inside networks like uh, Secret, Monero, and Zcash, uh, stuff are private inside. It's maybe convenient that like in Bitcoin and Ethereum and every other blockchain out there, everything is public. So it's easy to trace the entire history of transaction of everyone. But in my opinion, it's a bug and not a feature. <laughs> Welcome to this RTD interview. Today, I'm excited to have a first-time guest, Mr. Asif Marani. He is a blockchain engineer for the Secret Network organization. And today, he's here to share his thoughts on the importance of privacy, as well as all the other opportunities in the distributed ledger technology space. So, Asif, thank you for joining us on RTD interviews. Hi, thank you, Mike. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. I appreciate you for taking time to sit down with us. And uh, definitely looking forward to getting your thoughts on, you know, the state of the whole blockchain technology, where it's at, what version are we in now, where is it heading? And, uh, you know, on my side, really want to touch on the importance of giving people a well-rounded viewpoint between open source as well as the alternatives dealing with privacy, because I think that's really important when you're talking about trying to use, you know, this type of technology for financial transactions or whatnot, uh, but before we dive into that, uh, if you don't mind, can you share with us a little bit of your background and how you've arrived at this point in your career? Yeah, so hi, uh, my name is Asaf Morami. Um, I'm a software engineer, a blockchain engineer at Secret Labs, which is the core team behind uh, Secret Network, which is a layer one blockchain based on, uh, from the Cosmos uh, family of blockchains which provides basically a privacy for smart contracts. So inputs, outputs, and a state of a smart contracts is encrypted, which opens an, a whole range of new possibilities for developing smart contracts because now you, you have privacy. So on DeFi applications, you, uh, on AMMs, for example, you can do private swaps. Uh, you get by default protections against MEV, uh, minor extracted value, because inputs to transactions uh, is, are private. Um, on money markets, uh, you get private positions. Um, uh, on gaming, for example, you can implement games of incomplete information, like uh, poker, for example, or blackjack and stuff like that. So in the past three years, I've been developing a, a secret network uh, in secret labs. And before that, I was in the Israeli military doing cybersecurity work. 
So basically defending against the nation states. Um, and that's all I can share. <laughs> sounds good. Sounds good. No, well, I appreciate you for sharing that. And so just wanted to uh, give you a chance to, you know, introduce yourself to the audience and just give a little bit of your background. So I appreciate that. So, you know, at this current moment, uh, we're experiencing the, uh, the continual push towards the decentralized space. And so the distributed ledger technology has, you know, become a mainstream topic, you know, mainstream as well as an alternative media space. And so uh, open source and, you know, being able to verify the code, permissionless transactions, all those buzzwords there are, are starting to really excite a lot of people. There's pros and cons to it. And so based upon, you know, your you know, background working on privacy, what are some things that you think can be done differently or perhaps better when it comes to the open source uh, protocols that provides, you know, complete transaction transparency and things of that nature? What's some pros and possibly some cons? Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a good question. So first of all, the, the major pro is that everything is auditable. So you can be sure that what's uh, actually running is what you know that's running because you've seen the code and or maybe someone that you trust and is an expert uh, has seen the code and audited it. Um, and that gives you like security and trust in the, in the mechanism. So I, I don't think that the whole like Bitcoin Web3 revolution could have happened without uh, the code being open source. Um, and of course, uh, cons are, like against open source is that it's easier to find bugs and to to hack the system, uh, so to speak. So we've been seeing a lot of the a lot of hacks recently on DeFi protocols, uh, on bridges, and uh, like the wormhole uh, hack and stuff like that. Um, the whole uh, Terra Luna collapse. Um, you can say that it was an attack on the protocol, which was which was open source. So the the attackers know how to how to find weakness in the protocol, for example. Right. So it sounds like you know open source you know has the benefit of a person who actually knows how to I guess read code. You can verify by being able to see in real time all the inputs and all the coding and whatnot. But for your average person that's not able to read code, don't know anything from the technical side, those are the people who have bought in with the trust. Like you got just, just trust the code. And then there's that model that says that code is law. But then again, if you can't read it, you know, can you, you know, should you really trust it in its entirety? You know, so what would you recommend for people who are not developers or not coders when it comes to trust? Like, you know, what are some things that I guess could help people out when it comes to trusting, you know, the, this code? It's a tough question. <laughs> so I guess like there are a lot of experts who who do read the code and do audit the code and then write blog posts and write uh, papers about it. So I think with time and a lot of experts going through, uh, going over the code, and the like normal people who don't know how to code, how to read code, uh, <laughs> acquire more trust in the system, I think. Now, I'm, I'm curious to get your thoughts on, you know, the, a part of the open source side of things is the, as you mentioned, the, the, I guess the ability to audit the code. On the other side of that, um, I know as far as the law enforcement, 
and the, the, using the forensic technologies that makes it very challenging to transact without you know, everything being known. And so based upon like so you coming from the security world, when it comes to being able to track and trace activity, that definitely concerns me. That's why, you know, a part of this conversation is to, you know, try to work around that. But, you know, the forensic companies are set up to where they are able to see everything from the first time the coin is mined all the way until its last transaction. And so that, that has to be a concern for, for some. But what are your thoughts on that? Like, I'm assuming that's how you probably got into wanting to pursue privacy, I assume. Yeah, so <laughs> that's a complex. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Question, so we might need to unpack it a bit. But uh, first of all, I think that you will agree with me that privacy is important. Like, Uh, that's a reason that you have a door in your house and in, in certain rooms in your house and you that you were closed and that you don't go everywhere with like uh, and advertise your bank account and your recent transactions on bank account so privacy I think is important to a lot of people um, now I think that you are referring uh, to criminals that like launder money and uh, Uh, buy guns and drugs and stuff like that so so yeah privacy doesn't mean that it's not auditable and doesn't mean that you can you can't completely trace the money like on the exit points like to exchanges and to banks and stuff like that uh, these things are still private Uh, so just in, inside networks like uh, secret monero and Zcash uh, stuff are private. inside um, but once you you need to cash out then it becomes public again and so yeah th- there's a trade-off there and it's it's a complex issue uh, and yeah it's maybe convenient that like in Bitcoin and ethereum and every other blockchain out there everything is public so it's easy to trace uh, uh, the entire history of transaction of everyone. Um, but in my opinion, it's a bug and not a feature. That's one of the things I also say is that, you know, there, it's, a, it's a feature for people who are looking to reconfirm trust, but then it's against a flaw when it comes to the authorities and all the other regulatory issues that might come about uh, with the being able to see things. And so I'm curious, as, as of right now, there's approximately, I, I forgot the last count, say just 10,000 different networks or coins or forks of projects Not all of them will, will last in the long run because some of them offer utility, some do not. But the overwhelming majority of this space happen to be open source where they're publicly visible, you know, code transactions. And then there's a small amount of more privacy focused ones. Do you see the day where the privacy uh, protocols surpass the, the open public ones just out of sheer demand for privacy? Or, or what are you thinking? Like how to tell? Uh... <laughs> because the vast majority right now does not offer privacy. But I think, like you said, um, chains that 
don't offer utility will probably won't last. So in my, my opinion, privacy can bring a lot of utility because now you can implement a lot of new applications that are not possible anywhere else. Um, if we're talking about gaming, about uh, NFTs, about healthcare, um, about more complex DeFi protocols, and more complex money markets and AMMs and stuff like that. Uh, so yeah, and even like uh, a good example we have is Quentin Tarantino, which uh, chose to mint NFTs on Secret Network. And now Kevin Smith is also minting NFTs on Secret Network because of the privacy features, because the ability to give to the NFT buyers like a private showing of the movie before everyone else. Moving forward, um, we have the decentralized space and then we also have the um, rebranding of our current national currencies in the form of central bank digital currencies. And I'm assuming everyone can agree that, you know, those are not going to be any, they're not going to be uh, overall private in a sense. They'll be private as far as the retail space. But on the back end of that, I'd imagine because of the programmable features in it, you know, governments and, and authorities and regulatory bodies will be able to see and transact. Do you think that that, uh, will be a problem moving forward to where people will prefer to stick with the decentralized coins and projects rather than be forced to just use CBDCs as they're rolled out across the world? Yeah, I'm not really familiar with that, but I'm assuming that uh, privacy might become an issue for a lot of people, especially if it's like, if the government is using it and in a way that the people don't like. Now, do you think like also with that, as the CBDCs are rolled out, which is a government's way of trying to help with rebranding the currency, that the privacy focused uh, projects such as Secret and Monero and all the other projects might have a little bit of a, a, a regulatory uphill battle as far as some type of changing in the laws or something like that. Is that something that, you know, you and your colleagues, you know, think about or worry about? Not really. Like, um, you know, privacy does not mean and that things are not auditable. Like all of us are, we can, like I can see my own transactions which are private and at the end of the year, like I get a, a summary of all of them and submit to the IRS. Law-abiding citizens can still get privacy but also submit like their tax reports and be like open with the authorities. As far as they need to be open, right? Uh, so, so I don't think that's an issue for for us at least, right? Right. Sounds good. So, it sounds like you know, there's you know, overall there's privacy for for in particular for secret what you're working on now, but then also you can also provide some transparency if need be based upon your transaction history history that you can see and use to submit for whatever you know documentation might be needed. That's good. So, I, I'm curious to get your thoughts moving forward. Um, when it comes to secret, I guess what what brought about that project? And I know you guys are on the Cosmos ecosystem, but yet uh, a couple of years ago, give us some rundowns and uh, it, it, some utilities for utilizing the you know, secret network. Secret uh, has been live since uh, 2020. Uh, private smart contracts, uh, we're calling them secret contracts, are live since September of 2020, so nearly two years now. Um, and yeah, we're seeing a lot of 
teams coming to Secret from Ethereum and from other uh, chains because they need something with privacy. Maybe it's a small feature, maybe their entire like uh, thesis is around like privacy, but uh, we see teams that need it. So for example, like I mentioned before, um, uh, on DeFi, you get uh, front-running resistance by default because inputs are private. So bots and arbitrager can, arbitragers can't see the inputs before you and like sandwich the transaction and extract value uh, still from you. Um, the, on money markets, lending protocols, um, your positions are private. So for example, the whole... Uh, Celsius, uh, like, like uh, <laughs> scenario that you mentioned uh, earlier, it's not possible because uh, the position would be private, so people won't know how to like get them liquidated. Mm. They won't know the liquidation liquidation slave. Right. Uh, same so thing with three out arrow capital. Yeah. Yeah. So that, with the Celsius situation, because I, I do follow that and to see that, you know, because it's public knowledge, you can see exactly what their wallet is holding. And as you mentioned, if you're trying to deliberately cause issues with Celsius, you know how much they're working with and whatnot. So that's, you know, that's definitely something that's going to be uh, need to be addressed. I'm assuming moving forward, because that right there is, is, is very dangerous for a lot of financial companies as they get into the blockchain space. But then again, on the other side, being able to have some privacy definitely helps. Now, so so it looks like as of now, because the blockchain technology is here and there's different protocols and the consensus side of things, you know, you guys are proof of stake with the ability yeah. to, to stake and part of the uh, Cosmos uh, bridge or whatnot. Give us some people who may not be familiar with that, some of the key uh, distinctions between what you guys are doing and other projects beyond, beyond just the privacy side. We are mainly like focusing on privacy, but... Uh... Uh, on the infrastructure level, yeah, we're using uh, the Cosmos SDK and Tendermint in consensus, uh, which means that we are a proof of stake, delegated proof of stake chain. So block times, for example, are like six to seven seconds, um, which is fast. Uh, and we have IBC, which is the, uh, like, sort of like the Cosmos bridge. So you can send uh, tokens and messages to other Cosmos chains uh, like the Cosmos Hub, like Osmosis and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, we're, we're mostly focusing on like smart contracts that have privacy. Mm-hmm. Now, what are some of the most popular, I guess, dApps or whatnot that might be out? Uh, are any of them are you know pretty much mainstream already to where people can probably get plugged in and find out more? And I'm just because for social media, that's the biggest thing for me is not having you know a, a you know having a overhead that's telling me what I can and can't say. So as far as social media platforms, anything of that nature developed yet and operational that offers you know community as well as some of the privacy features behind it. Yeah, I know of a couple of projects that are doing social media. I don't think that any of them is operational yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember the names, <laughs> but uh, I can send you links later. Um, we're we seeing a lot of DeFi's like AMMs and lending. Uh, there's a new stable coin. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
protocol being developed, um, uh, staking derivatives, uh, like STETH, if you're familiar with it. Yeah. Uh, we've seen like a few games being developed, which I think may, might be the killer feature uh, of Secret, because uh, who doesn't like to play games? Right. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot of NFT mints, uh, which utilize uh, like, the, like a public side and a private side. So for example, with simple like JPEGs, you can have like, uh, let's say we're doing secret punks. So you see the punk face on the public side and on the private side, you have like a cool background or stuff like that. Mm. Um, and the private side, only the owner can see. Awesome. Uh, but that's just like a dumb example. Uh, people are doing like a lot of complex things with the private side of thing in, in NFTs. And so artists love it. Uh, like I mentioned, uh, Quentin Tarantino and Kevin Smith are doing stuff with movies. The biggest thing was just being able to connect and uh, get your thoughts on, you know, you know, the idea of privacy and the importance of it. And I think you did a good job of laying that out. So as we get ready to draw towards the end, you know, in reference to if people are just coming across, you know, Secret Network for the first time, share with them some some of your um, some key things that brought you in as far as wanting to steer towards privacy uh, and helping develop that further. Because I'm assuming that's of importance to you. That's probably why you're part of the team. But when it comes to privacy in the blockchain space, you know, what are some things that you might want to, you know, some parting words to give people? Yeah. So actually, my first encounter with like uh, Web3 was on Ethereum back in uh, 2016. And I, I tried to, to build like a game, uh, but couldn't do it. I didn't know at the time, but I was missing some privacy features. Uh, and then when I, uh, back in 2019, when I was interviewing uh, for Secret Labs, like it just like clicked for me <laughs> that on Secret Network, I would be able to do this very simply. Um, like I didn't mention it up until now, but with privacy, you also get on-chain randomness for free. So you can use randomness in your app. Um, which is a thing that you can do on Ethereum, for example, because uh, everything needs to be deterministic. So like if you're playing a game and you need to roll a dice, then everyone will know what the result will be ahead of time uh, <laughs> because it's all deterministic. So yeah. on secret, you can store um, privately the, let's say the result or the, uh, how to compute the result before you reveal it to to everyone else. So, so that definitely uh, you know makes a world of a difference just just on the gaming side of things. But then you also mentioned the financial side of things as well as to why you know just a a, a little bit of privacy goes a long way as far as uh, keeping true. I think real trust available because you're not you know people can't use that against you in a sense in a, in a very dangerous way to try to harm you as far as arbitrage and, and things of that nature so um that's definitely one of the benefits i think that a lot of people haven't really considered especially in the DeFi space but yeah um but yeah so no once again you know we're learning and so i just wanted to connect and uh you know just find out more about secret as well as get your thoughts on privacy because i'm looking to get into more 
uh, investigative work on trying to sniff out, you know, this open source, the difference between private and open source and some of the pros and cons. So, but I appreciate you for sharing uh, your thoughts. So thank you for joining us on RT interviews. Thank you.